Greetings, everyone. Once again, it's Brother Mota Mwanidi sharing the authentic truth brought to us by Zulula 100, the only teacher. The message I'm going to share today is going to be to expose the false doctrine of the Jehovah Witnesses. Jehovah is not God according to the Jehovah's Witnesses Bible. <clears throat> As many of you know, in Proverbs 19.2, you're told, The lack of knowledge is not good for any spirit of man of the original race. And that is translated in Bibel Klatampale. And you're also told, told in the current Bibles in John chapter 8, verse 32, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So what is that truth? What is that knowledge? <clears throat> you have to understand that the Jehovah Witnesses, their doctrine, you have to understand, is a cult. It's demonic. They are liars. Those who practice, who follow that, that doctrine, they are all possessed. Jehovah is a demon. <clears throat> and we're going to dive into their Bible to expose that. So to all of those who claim to be Jehovah Witnesses, Open your Bibles, verify the verse. We're going to expose the false, your false doctrine today. <clears throat> when we go in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, you're told this, and this is in the New World Translation. And Jehovah God proceeded to form the man out of the dust from the ground and to blow into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became, and the man came to be a living soul. So, here you're told in their Bible that the man came to be a living soul. And when you go on their website, they're gonna have some articles regarding the soul, and they're gonna claim that the soul of the person is in fact the physical body as well. Basically, for the Jehovah Witnesses, there is no three beings. There's only two. There's only the soul, which is also the body, and then there's the spirit. For them, the soul and the body is the same thing. And when they try to explain this verse, the verse of Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, they will say that the man came to be a living soul, so that means the man became a living soul, the man is the living soul. They're going to claim that God did not create the soul. But he became a living soul. That's going to be their explanation. And when we go in one of their articles in their website, it says the Bible's answer. So it is some answers. They will try to answer some questions regarding the Bible. It will say this. The world soul, the world, the word, <clears throat> the word soul in the Bible is a translation of the Hebrew word nep. Nefesh, and the Greek word pishke. The Hebrew word literally means a creature that breathes, and the Greek words and the Greek word mean a living being. Period. And then he continues. He says the soul then is the entire creature, not something inside that survive the death of the body. Consider how the Bible shows that the human soul is the whole person. So they will continue in the article to try to say, tr to give some verse in the Bible, in the current Bibles, to try to explain, uh, argument their claim. And they will use their claim that the soul 
is the whole person is the physical body as well. <clears throat> then they will use Genesis 2-7, like I've read. And they will say, Adam was not given a soul, he became a living soul. And they will explain, when Jehovah God created the first man, Adam, the Bible said that the man became a living soul. King James Version, Adam was not given a living soul was not given a soul. He became a living soul or person. He continues, he says, The Bible says that the soul can work, crave food, eat, obey law, and touch a dead body. And they will give some verse, Leviticus chapter 5, verse 2, Leviticus chapter 7, verse 20, Leviticus chapter 23, verse 30, Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 20, and Romans chapter 13, verse 1. Those activities involve the entire person is the soul immortal question mark no this is the answer they gave no come out the soul can die dozen of bible verse refer to the soul as being mortal here are some example and they will give ezekiel chapter 18 verse 4 and 20 he says the soul that sinneth he shall die and they will continue and they'll say, in ancient Israel, the punishment of the most ser serious offenses was that the soul shall be cut off. And they'll give Exodus 12, 15. And other version as well. They'll give Exodus 12, 19, Leviticus 7, 20, 7, 21, 7, 27, and Leviticus 19, 8. The person will be put to death. Exodus chapter 31 verse 14, King James Version. And they will explain, after a person dies, the literal term dead soul is used for the corpse in some Bible verse. In some Bible verses. And they will give Leviticus chapter 21 verse 11. And... <clears throat> And they will say, although many Bible translations use the term dead body or dead person, in those verses, the original Hebrew uses the word nephesh or soul. Soul can mean life. The Bible also uses soul as a synonym for life. For example, Job chapter 33 verse 22 uses the Hebrew word for soul as a parallel for life. Similarly, the Bible showed that a person's soul or life can be risked or lost. Okay, so that's the article. And you'll find some similar article as well on their website. Well, they'll try to say that the people that believe that the soul is immortal or that the soul cannot die, they are wrong. And that, that, that will be their claim. So they are, they are going to have some article to try to explain what is the soul and so on to try to say the soul is the body, the soul is the entire person. And like I've mentioned in their article, they will say that the soul can work, crave food, eat, obey laws, and touch a dead body. <clears throat> now, we're going to go in their Bible and expose their lack of knowledge. When we go in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 14... You're told, in the New World Translation, 
1984 edition. So, so this is the Jehovah Witness Bible. Jehovah's Witnesses Bible. This is their Bible. Their translation. And they will say this in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 14. Your new moons and your festal seasons my soul has hated. To me they have become a burden. I have become tired of bearing them. Period. So, in the Jehovah Witnesses here, this is Jehovah who is speaking, who is saying those words. And Jehovah is saying, your new moons and your festivals and your festal seasons, my soul has hated. My soul. So in their version, their Jehovah also has a soul. So if Jehovah has a soul, that means he also has a physical body. Because that's their doctrine. That's their false doctrine. You see? They tried to, because they have two versions. They, they, had, they also have a 2013, according to the dates, translations. Translation, where they tried to modify a little bit and change it. In the 2013 version of the Jehovah's Witnesses Bible, it says, I have hated your new moons and your festivals. Period. They have become a burden to me, semicolon. I am tired of bearing them. Period. You see? Now, in this version, they try to hide the word soul. But they still let an asterisk. And they put a note. After I have. And they said this. Or as a footnote, basically, they say, or my soul has, or my soul has. So even in their 2013 version or their online version, their teaching is also regarding the soul. Meaning in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 14, it refers to Jehovah as having a soul. So their God, their supposed God has a soul. So if he has a soul and in their doctrine, the soul is the physical body. And in their doctrine, the soul can die, can perish, can, can eat, crave things, touch a dead body, and so on. Because that's what that's their doctrine. It says, the soul is the entire creature, not something inside that survived the death of the body. And they'll say, They'll say, that, they'll say here, the Bible also, the use of the word soul, it says in, uh, this is in their article. The Bible said that the soul can work. So if, their supposed Jehovah has a soul, so that means he also works. Comma, crave food. Comma, eat. Comma, obey laws and touch a dead body. So this is their understanding of a soul. Is the entire person, the entire body. 
And in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 14, you're told that Jehovah has a soul. So Jehovah cannot be God himself. Because when we go in John chapter 4 verse 24, still in their Bible, it says this. In John chapter 4 verse 24, God is a spirit. Comma, and those worshiping him must worship with spirit and truth. So in John chapter 4 verse 24, they said, this is regarding Christ, who is saying in their Bible, that God is a spirit. God is a spirit. And in Luke chapter 24 verse 39, you're told, See my hands and my feet, that, that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a spirit does not have a flesh and bones, just as you see that I have. So in Luke chapter 24, verse 39, you're told that a Christ is revealing, is saying, regarding the nature of the spirit. And he's saying that a spirit does not have a flesh or bones. And you were told in John chapter 4, verse 24, that God is a spirit. According to the current Bibles, according to the Jehovah Witnesses Bible, this is in their Bible. And in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 14, you're told that Jehovah say, says that my soul has hated. Has hated what? His soul hates the new moons and the festivals and so on. So Jehovah has a soul. But God is a spirit. And the spirit does not have flesh or bones. Doesn't have a body, a physical body. So Jehovah is a demon. Jehovah is not God himself. Now, when we go in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 21, you're told. Then he, stre he stretched himself out over the child three times and called out to Jehovah. O Jehovah, my God. Please let this child's life come back into him. And when they explain in the footnotes, child lives, they say, are soul. And when we go in their 1984 version, it says, And he proceeded to stretch himself upon the child three times and called to Jehovah and said, Jehovah, my God, please cause the soul of this child to come back within him. To come back within him. If, if the soul is the physical body itself, why then the prophet is going to ask supposedly Jehovah that the soul comes back into his own body? If the soul is already the body. You see? Because the Jehovah Witnesses, they are in confusion. They are writing things, and then they are going to try to explain things regarding the scriptures, regarding the Bible, regarding the soul, without even having basic understanding of the scriptures. They forget what they wrote, and they try to 
spread nonsense. So, in 1 Kings 17.21, the prophet is asking Jehovah that the soul comes back into the body. Because there's a distinction between the body and the soul. Now, when we go in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, you're told, this is still in their Bible, May the very God of peace sanctify you completely and sound in every respect. May the spirit and soul and body of you in bracket brothers, be preserved in a blameless manner at the presence of our Lord Christ. So, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, you're told, May the very God of peace sanctify you completely and sound in every respect. May the spirit, that's one, made the spirit, and soul, and soul. When we say and, A, N, D, that's in addition. And soul, and body, A, N, D. So that's an, an addition, a separate person, and, and. So, that's three distinct persons, three distinct body. There's the spirit, there's the soul, and the body. That's the physical. So, when he says, sanctify you completely, that means the person, a person is made of three beings. The spirit, the soul, and the physical body. You see? And this is in their Bible. And it confirms the notion of the soul being separate from the physical body. Now, when we go in Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 4, it says, Look, all the souls... To me they belong. As the soul of the Father, so likewise the soul of the Son. To me they belong. The soul that is sinning, it itself will die. <clears throat> Period. Because in their teaching they will say the soul can die. And they will use this type of verse to try to say, you see, the soul can die, the soul can be killed. You have to understand that the soul is immortal. But how? When we go in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, it says, And do not become fearful 
of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Semicolon. So here in their Bible, in the New World Translation, 1984, it says, And do not become fearful of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. If the soul is the body itself, how then can you kill the body, be able to kill the body, but be unable, not being able to kill the soul? It makes no sense. Because the soul and the body is two different. And the Christ says, and do not become fearful of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, comma, fear him who can destroy both soul and body. And here it says in Gehenna, in the Jena. So, but we know that hell doesn't exist. It's the state of the dead. So, the soul itself is immortal. But the Creator can destroy the soul because He manifests life. So, if He gives a person the soul the ability to be immortal, He gives the soul the life. He can also take that life away. He has that power. But men, people, regular people, cannot kill the soul. Even if you you throw an atomic bomb, you won't be able to kill the soul of a person. You may be able to kill his physical body, his physical avatar, his flesh, his, uh, his being, destroy that. But the soul itself, you cannot. Only he, meaning the creator, Loba, can decide, meaning destroy the soul. Or give, because he manifests the power by the manifestation of his will, by his verb, and also through the entities of the great order of things. But the regular human, the man, the people, they cannot kill the soul. And that's what Matthew chapter 10, verse 28 says. Do not become fearful of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather be in fear of him that can destroy both soul and body. See, this is in their Bible. Now, when we go in Revelation chapter 6, verse 9, you're told, they shouted with a loud voice, saying, Until when, comma, sovereign Lord, holy and true, are you refraining from judging and, avenge, and avenging our blood on those who dwell on earth? And when you go in the 1984 version, this is still in the Jehovah's Witnesses Bible. It says, When he opened the fifth seal, comma, I saw underneath the altar the souls of those slaughtered because of the word of God and because this 
is in verse 9. So Revelation chapter 6, verse 9. When he opened the fifth seal, comma, I saw underneath the altar the souls of those slaughtered because of the word of God and because of the witness they had given. And in verse 10, they shouted with a loud voice, saying, Until when, sovereign Lord, holy, holy and true, are you refraining from judging and avenging our blood on those who dwell on earth? So this is in the Jehovah's Witnesses Bible, in their Bible. So here is referring to the souls who are crying, who are shouting with a loud voice. And those were the soul of those who were killed. So, how then, if they were killed, physically, so that means they were dead, but their soul were somewhere. Their soul were alive, were still conscious somewhere, because they were able to speak. And they knew things. You see? So this is still in the Jehovah Witnesses Bible. You can find that in the New World Translation. When he mentioned regarding the souls. In Matthew chapter 10 verse 28. Like I've mentioned. He says do not become fearful of those who kill with a body but cannot kill the soul. So. Jehovah is a demon, is a liar. And we're going to expose that demon here. Because here, we first expose, I expose, I share their lack of understanding regarding what is the soul. Their false doctrine that the soul is the body itself. Because they don't even understand what they wrote themselves. They're confused and they try to teach lies to people. Indoctrination. Now we're going to expose their, the demon Jehovah. We go in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1 you are told. In the New World Translation. In the year of King Uzziah. In the year that King Uzziah died. I saw Jehovah sitting on a lofty and elevated throne. And the skirts of his robe filled the temple. Period. So here in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1, you're told that Isaiah saw Jehovah sitting on a throne. And he had what? The skirt of his robe filled the temple. So he had a robe. He had a robe. So he was wearing something. He had clothes on. So that proved that Jehovah is not God himself. Jehovah is a creature. He's sitting somewhere. And he has clothes, is contained, therefore, by his clothing. You see? But we know that the Creator cannot be contained. He lives inexplicably out of all realities. But Jehovah is sitting somewhere, and he has clothes, and Isaiah was able to see him. And when we go in John chapter 1 verse 18, still in the New World Translation, in their Bible it says, 
No man has seen God at any time. Semicolon. No man has seen God at any time. Isaiah was a man. He saw God. He saw who? He saw Jehovah. So if Jehovah is supposedly that God, Isaiah saw him. But he says, no man has seen God. So that means Isaiah saw Jehovah. Jehovah is not God. Jehovah is not God himself. Because Jehovah is a false god, is a demon, is a usurper. 1 John chapter 4 verse 12, you're told, No one has seen God at any time. No one has seen God at any time. But Jehovah was, was, was seen many times. Moses saw him around Nabat and Behu and the 70 elders of Israel. They saw him. Jehovah's, Jehovah was seen many times. Now, when we go in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, you're told, Bring the entire tit into the storehouse, so that there may be food in my house, and test me out. Test me out. Please, comma, in this regard, Jehovah of army says, to see whether I will not open you the floodgate of the heavens and pour out on you a blessing until there is nothing lacking. So here in Malachi chapter 3 verse 10, you're told that Jehovah first is saying please, is asking, is pleading with his creatures, supposedly. And he's saying please. And he says what? Test me out. Test me out. He's asking that we test him. But in James chapter 1 verse 13 you're told, When under trial, let no one say, I am being tried by God, for with evil things God cannot be tried, nor does he himself try anyone. So you have to understand that in other versions it will say, God doesn't test, or, does the, or God doesn't tempt. But Jehovah is, test, is testing. He's asking that we test him. Test me out. You see? Test me out. But you're told in James that God cannot be tested, cannot be tempted in other word, in other version, or cannot be tried. You see? So that's once again to show that Jehovah is not God himself. You'll see in the Jehovah's Witnesses in their article in their because they'll try to draw their supposed God, their supposed Jehovah. They'll draw him a Nephilim with a beard and so on. So they'll try to represent according to them their false their God. But we know in John 1.18, no man has seen God at any time. And in 1 John chapter 4, verse 12, no one has seen God at any time.
time. You see, no man has seen God. So why are they drawing their supposed Jehovah as a man? That proves that it's a creature. You have to understand that behind it's a demon. In 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 14 you're told, Now the spirit of Jehovah had departed from Saul. And a bad spirit from Jehovah terrorized him. Period. This is in their Bible. Now a spirit of Jehovah had departed from Saul. Come on. And a bad spirit from Jehovah, from Jehovah, a bad spirit from Jehovah terrorized him. So a bad spirit came from Jehovah. A bad spirit of Jehovah terrorized Saul. So that's to give you the nature of that Jehovah. Is a demon, is an evil spirit. Those who follow that doctrine, they are in confusion, in the lie. So, The Jehovah Witnesses, they have no knowledge, no substance. No diverse contradict them with it. You can share the message, share the video, the teaching, to contradict the supposed Jehovah's Witnesses. Because they are in the lie, in the confusion. Because they're going to claim Jehovah. They're going to they're gonna claim that the soul is the physical body. And that the soul is not immortal. And then, in their own Bible, Jehovah has a soul. But then, it says, in... Um, John chapter 4 verse 24 that God is a spirit and in Luke 24 verse 39 that a spirit does not have flesh and bones and their Jehovah supposedly has a soul so Jehovah cannot be God that's already a major contradiction and then in 1 Thessalonians 5 23 says and sound in every respect may the spirit and soul and body of you so that's three So, the soul is not the physical body. And in Matthew 10, 28, And do not become fearful of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. So, even in their own Bible, they confirm that people cannot kill the soul. That the soul is immortal. So, that's the confusion. And then, in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1, Isaiah saw Jehovah. Isaiah saw Jehovah. And then in John 1, verse 18, no man has seen God at any time. And in 1 John chapter 4, verse 12, no one has seen God at any time. You see? 
and that Jehovah is asking people to test him. But in James chapter 1 verse 13, you're told God cannot be tested, tempted, or tried in their version. God cannot be tried, nor does he himself try anyone. You see? And then when we go in 1 Kings chapter 22, verse 20 to 22, he says, Jehovah then said, Who will fool Ahab so that he will go up and fall at Ramon Gilad? And one was saying one thing while another said something else. Verse 21. Then a spirit came forward and stood before Jehovah and said, I will fool him. Jehovah asked him, asked him, how will you do it? Question mark. So Jehovah is asking the spirit that came before him, how is he going to do something? So that means Jehovah didn't know how that spirit was going to do it. So some information are, are hidden from Jehovah. Jehovah is limited. Verse 22, he replied, I will go out and become a deceptive, a deceptive spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. So he said, so that's Jehovah, you will fool him. And what is more, you will, you will be successful. Go what? Go out and do that. So Jehovah, Jehovah first is asking, who will fool Ahab? He's asking who is going to fool someone? Who is going to deceive someone? So that was his intention. So already you see that Jehovah has ill intention, evil intentions. He wants to fool. He wants to deceive people. And he doesn't, he doesn't know how to do it. He's asking, who will? And one was saying one thing while another said something else. Then a spirit came forward and stood before Jehovah and said, I will fool him. So a spirit comes and said, says, I will do it. So that spirit knew how he's going to do it because he had a plan. He says, I will do it. I will fool him. Jehovah asked him. Now Jehovah heard this, that the Spirit says he will fool, he will do it, he will seduce something, somebody, he will deceive him, he will, dis, he will fool Ahab, he had a plan. And Jehovah is asking, how are you going to do it? He's asking questions, because he's limited, he doesn't know everything. Jehovah is a creature, he's a demon. How will you do it? Question mark. Verse 23, he replied, I will go out and become a deceptive spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. So now the spirit is revealing his plan to Jehovah who lacked knowledge, who lacked understanding, who was limited. And so the spirit gives Jehovah the answers because he doesn't know everything. And his answers was that he is going to deceive. I will go out and become a deceptive spirit. That was his plan. And what does Jehovah do when he hears that answer? That the spirit wants to deceive. He says, 
He replied uh, in verse 23. So he said, you will fool him and what is more, you will be successful. Period. Go out and do that. So Jehovah is approving the plan of that spirit who wanted to deceive, who wanted to fool Ahab, who wanted to become a deceptive spirit in the mouth of all these prophets. That was a plan acceptable to Jehovah. That was a plan that Jehovah approved. You see the nature of that spirit, of that supposed Jehovah? is a demon. is a demon. So, that was the message to expose the false doctrine of the Jehovah's Witnesses, to expose their false God, to expose their, the demon they have accepted, the lies they have accepted, the false doctrine. In their Bibles, is full of lies, error, contradiction. They don't even understand what they're writing. They don't even understand what they're preaching. So that was the message. There's only one teacher, Zulula 100, one authentic Bible, Bibel, Kalatambale, the book of the truth, the only authentic Bible in the world without any contradictions or mistakes or errors. So, and there's only one creator, Loba, who lives inexplicably out of all realities and even beyond the non-existence. So, all glory be to Loba, the only and unique creator.